welcome back to episode number 44 of Not Me But You. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everyone who has listened and subscribed. Uh, Today I wanted to chat with you about the concept of mistaking kindness for weakness. Mistaking kindness for weakness. And if you want to get in touch with me, you know how to get in touch with me. You know the email addresses. And in my podcast descriptions, I always put the email addresses and the social media, the names of the social media pages. If you haven't visited my YouTube channel, Waypot Today, check that out. I've been uploading some new videos. I've got some videos um, that are currently being edited. I just have to finalize them and I'll be uploading them in the next few days. Uh, Today is currently Friday, so more than likely over the weekend, those will be uploaded, completed and uploaded, so I'm excited about that. I'm also excited about uh, that I'm currently writing a second ebook. Now, I already have an ebook out, uh, but in a previous podcast, I just mentioned it in passing. I I hated the cover. My cover was atrocious, and you know, I am my own worst critic at times. I'm sure you are as well. Um, I wrote that book probably six years ago and it's been, I guess, uploaded and available on Amazon for five years, but you know, it hasn't done well, but probably in part due to the fact that I've hardly promoted it and I knew my cover was horrible and I kind of treated the writing, the process of writing that first ebook as a kind of test run for me to an experiment to prove to myself that I could actually do it and I did do it and uh, I'm in the process of completing a second ebook now and I'm realizing gee I've had this ebook out there uh, already done and completed I just needed to get my cover redesigned which I did I went to Fiverr and found someone who's an awesome graphic artist I guess you would call this person and they, they, they did a a fantastic job. I'm just so happy with the re- with the new cover. So, and I'm going to be kind of uh, re-releasing that one, and then releasing the new ebook that I'm working on finishing right now. Probably in the next two weeks is the target date I've set for myself. So, stay tuned for details on that, and then um, I guess that's pretty much it. Uh, you know that I want you to become wildly successful in life and make as much money as you can. And how are you going to do that? Well, I suggest you find ways to use your uh, already present internet connection, right? And find ways to monetize your ideas and use the power of your internet connection to basically work on your dreams and live your dreams and, and then maybe even financially position yourself to the point where you could choose to leave your part-time or full-time job if you want to. If you love your career, you could stay in it. Or, you know, maybe you could just change your status. Go from full-time to part-time so you have more time available each week to continue working on your online businesses and income streams. And, gee, the sky is the limit, okay? Um, the more you work at this stuff, I will tell you from experience, the more you work at it, the more you're willing to just be undaunted and, um, you know, move through challenges as they, you know, 
come before you uh, because it's not easy. It's not easy to do or everyone would be doing it, right? But it is well worth your time and effort. And uh, you, I really believe you have a very high chance of succeeding and, uh, and doing this. And it's not just the monetary gain, you know, that is what, you know, what you're after. It's how much better you're going to feel about yourself because you're actually being more true to yourself, right? You're working on your dreams. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast episode today about mistaking kindness for weakness. And how does this, what does that phrase mean? Hopefully you're already aware of it. If you're not, that's okay. Um, You know, what it usually means is don't consider me to be a weak person if I'm just normally kind to you, right? Or I'm kind when I interact with you. And, you know, how does this play out in your life? It's usually some jerk of a person who thinks that they have life all figured out and they'll attempt to take advantage of you because they, in their mind, right, they've labeled you as both a kind and a weak person, right? So, and you're not that, you're not a weak person, right? Uh, Being kind to others having a kind demeanor when you interact with people is not necessarily, um, does not necessarily make you a weak person, right? In fact, many times it's just the opposite. Kind people are often some of the strongest people. Um, I'll just give you a quick personal example. Um, I know for sure that there have been times in my life where people have mistaken my kindness for weakness, right? And they have, uh, in their mind, labeled me as a weak person. And then when they tried to take advantage of me, they quickly found out the reverse was true. And I'll just tell you, here's an example of how I am not a weak person. Um, This is a much more involved story, which I I won't get into the full details right now, but suffice it to say, I'm just going to tell you um, a couple points about the story, and that is my wife and I have been married for uh, a long time, but we are older parents, right? My son is 17, and at our age, my wife's and my age, we're kind of uh, old or older than than is typical or normal to have a 17-year-old child. And the reason for that is my wife and I had difficulty not getting pregnant, right? When we decided we wanted to start a family, she got pregnant very quickly. But the problem was we discovered she has this health issue that does not allow her to carry the babies to full term. And so all of the babies eventually were, prior to my son, were underweight and you know would have been born, uh, best case scenario, would have been born premature. And by the way, my son was also premature baby. Even though at age 17 now he has a full beard and he's taller than I am and I'm a, I'm a tall guy to begin with. I'm 6'3". So he is a typical uh, preemie baby story. When they're first born, they're underweight. I think he was four pounds, somewhere just, somewhere just over four pounds when he was born. And that's actually big. That's considered big, a big baby for premature babies. But anyway, um, because of technology and advances in healthcare, babies can be born, I think, like and be only like two and a half pounds, and yet they can they can survive. They just end up spending more time in the hospital before. Um, I think they have to reach 
either four and a half or five pounds. Like, I don't remember for sure because it was 17 years ago. I think five pounds. I think they have to hit five pounds before the... They're usually in the NICU, N-I-C-U, the neonatal intensive care unit. They're usually in the NICU for until they reach five pounds, I believe, and then they can. The hospital deems them safe to be discharged home with your parents. So that's a weird situation. If you're a parent of a premature baby, you know that it's weird. The mother delivers and gives birth, or maybe has a C-section, whatever, and then you get discharged mom mommy gets discharged and you're sent home without your baby which sucks to be honest so i mean that's one experience i've lived through that i think could prove to anyone that i'm not a weak person right i must i you have to be a strong person emotionally to go through something like that um and then here's the much more graphic detail i'll share with you prior to my son being born and surviving my wife delivered several dead babies. I mean, I've actually been in the room and watched my wife deliver um, babies that we knew had already expired, had already died. And, you know, that is an extremely sad event, right? I mean, the, the mother giving birth goes through a lot of the same labor pains that you would and the discomfort, the extreme discomfort that you would for a typical birth. So, and, you know, and all for what, like just so your body can expel this this baby that you know is already hasn't survived is already dead so i mean if i could stand there and watch my wife deliver dead babies i think it's safe to say that i am not a weak person right but i am i think i am a kind person i mean some people might label me an a-hole but that's okay the people that think i'm weak because i'm kind i think they're a-holes so i don't really care what they think all right and neither should you all right and uh, just know that if you just do a quick uh, search, you know, using your favorite search engine, right? And know that there's, hey, there's other search engines out there you can use other than just Google, right? But Google's probably the main one that people use. Um, just know that I believe if you're just true to yourself in life and if you're a considerate, helpful, benevolent person and that's how you choose to interact with people... Um, I believe you're a person of character and you're, you're going to reap benefits in the long run. You know, maybe not right away and maybe you're going to meet some jerks who are going to try and take advantage of you because they misperceive you or mislabel you as a, you know, a weak person or they, they conclude falsely that, oh, this person's kind, so they're weak. So that means it'll be easy for me to take advantage of them. And that's not the case. And, you know, sometimes... Yeah, so sometimes you will need to prove to them, you know, you'll need to match their intensity and prove to them that, hey, no, I'm not a weak person. Hey, you jerk, you a-hole. No, you're not going to handle me, right? You're not going to give me uh, false promises and assurances, and you're not going to simply handle me, maybe the way you do someone who's less intelligent, or someone who is weaker, or someone who fears confrontation. And know that that is another key element, you know, I believe, to you being successful. You have, you cannot be a person who fears confrontation. And, uh, I mean, you can be any person you want, and you can be that way. You can fear confrontation. But it's my opinion that if you fear confrontation, you will not be as successful as you could have been. 
um, because there are jerks out there in life. There are jerky people. There are a-holes who will, you know, take advantage of, of that, you know, that aspect of your personality. Now, if you prove to people like, hey, I don't seek confrontation, right? I'm not someone who's looking to get into conflicts with people. But hey, guess what? If you piss me off and you, you are pushing me to the point where you are proving to me that you are, you know, you are uh, saying one thing and behaving differently, I'm going to look at both. I'm going to look at what you say to me and your actions. And boy, if they don't match, I have no problem letting you know, right? And so that's what I mean by I do not seek confrontation, but I absolutely do not fear it. If it is necessary, and trust me, it is necessary and appropriate at times, you need to let people know, hey, a-hole, no, you're not going to take advantage of me. And you're not going to, even though you've misperceived me as uh, a kind and a weak person, you're going to find out that I'm a kind but strong person. And ultimately, I'm going to triumph over you. And I'm going to be successful in life and probably end up happier than you are because you're out there trying to get what you want out of life by taking advantage of people. All right. And then here's another little aside that is, is also relevant, I think, and connected to this concept. You know, don't ever mistake my silence for ignorance, right? Just because I'm listening to you spew your nonsense that, you know, I've already concluded is total BS, right? Uh, don't mistake my silence for ignorance. And here's another cool concept that is related. Don't mistake my calmness for acceptance. And oh, God, is that important, right? God, is that important to acknowledge? If I'm calm while you're, you know, uh, out of control and losing it. And I'm not saying I never get upset and never get out of control. I think sometimes you have to get out of control. You know, you have to have that demonstration of, because people realize, oh, wow, he really, he or she really does have the ability to, you know, get crazy. And, you know, I don't like it when they get crazy. So I'm, I'm going to kind of, you know, respect this person's boundaries because I don't want them to, uh, to get crazy and, uh, you know, go off on me. Sometimes that's the only way to deal with certain people because, you know, they, they only respect, um, your ability to get angry with them. And then once they realize, no, yeah, I'm not going to take your crap in life or this situation, right? Uh, then they go, okay, well now, now I know where the boundaries lie with that person. And then they adjust their behavior going forward. It's amazing to me how people who claim that, well, hey, I didn't mean anything by what I said or did. And, oh, I wasn't trying to take advantage of you. And then when you, you know, go off on them, then they're like going forward, suddenly their behavior is much better, right? They've improved. They have somehow consciously chosen to make an adjustment when it comes to dealing with you. And that's exactly what you want in life, right? And unfortunately, I wish this were not the case. I wish it were not a truism of life, but it is. It's been my life experience has taught me that you have to be willing to be comfortable with confrontation. And that, like I said, I'm not, I'm not suggesting or advising that you go seek confrontation, but man, you better be sure that you project the clear message to people that I am not uncomfortable with confronta confrontation, right? If I need to deal with a conflict, I'm going to deal with you and I'll deal with anyone. I'll deal with you and your supervisor and their boss all the way up 
to the CEO of the company if necessary in order to get what I feel um, is appropriate and fair and reasonable. And sometimes people make you fight for, in life for what they should give you just all, all along in the beginning. They make you fight for what they should have given you on day one. Okay, and I don't know why certain people choose to approach life that way, but um, you know I have almost zero tolerance for people who behave that way. So you know, uh, those are my thoughts. Um, and like I said again, I really love that phrase: "Do not mistake, do no, don't ever mistake my calmness for acceptance." If I'm being calm, even though I know I'm in a confrontation, if I choose to be calm, that doesn't mean that I'm accepting all the BS you're throwing my way. That doesn't mean I believe everything you're telling me. So those are all, in my mind, concepts that are maybe slightly different from each other, but they're all interrelated to this overall um, statement of don't mistake my kindness for weakness. I don't know if this has helped you, but I hope it has. Um, This is a short podcast today uh but it's what's been on my heart and um it's what i wanted to share with you and um just know that my approach online my whole digital footprint is i'm going to be this way with you i'm going to be transparent i'm going to be honest and there's no secondary agenda if i tell you my wish for you is to um uh for you to work on your dreams, have courage today to pick one thing, work on your dreams, and I hope that you become wildly successful. Hey, I hope you make 10 times more money than I ever make online. And if that happens for you, I will cheerlead your success, and I will be genuinely happy for you. I don't say these things to you to try and manipulate you into, oh, hey, I hope you end up buying a book for me one day, or I hope you end up asking me to coach you, and you know I'm gonna get you to part with your dollars, right? I'm not a salesperson at heart, although I do understand that if you're going to build online businesses, you have to learn marketing, right? And you have to know about marketing techniques, right? But I I don't believe in giving people empty promises, right? I don't believe in trying to manipulate people, and um, I think that comes through in everything I say and do. And that's what I'm encouraging you to do. Just be genuine. Be your, you know what sells? Because, you know, I know there's all these in sales because I did full-time real estate for a period of time. And, hey, I still hold a real estate license in Florida. If you need uh, information or you want me to advise you on real estate, um, you know, email me at waypottoday at gmail.com. I'll be glad to help you. Um Am I actively selling real estate right now? No, that's because that's not, that's not part of my goals right now, right? That's not part of what I'm trying to achieve. Now, will I return to it at some point? Yeah, probably, likely, I don't know. But I'm leaving that option open for me, right? I'm continuing to maintain my real estate license, doing my continuing education credits, etc. So why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because I'm saying that there's all, when you're in sales, there's all these tricky closes that they'll teach you or they'll say that you need to learn. And, uh, you know, there's this acronym ABC, which stands for in sales, always be closing, right? Always be closing, always be working towards or trying to steer a client towards a close. And, you know, like, um, I guess that works on some people, but it obviously doesn't work on 
other salespeople who already know the closing, the closing techniques, right? They're going to, they're going to know it's going to be obvious to them instantaneously if that's what you're trying to attempt to do with them. But, um, I'm just saying, you know what I think sells even more than tricky closing techniques? I think just being genuine. I think that sells. I think people are thirsty for honesty, right? And I think um, that reminds me of a Billy Joel song called Honesty, right? Honesty. It's hardly ever heard, right? But it's mostly what I need from you. That's something like they go, lyrics go something like that, right? I think people in life are thirsty for honesty and they're thirsty for you to be, be genuine with them, right? If you're having a bad day, just tell them, be honest, I'm having a bad day. If you're having a great day, you know, tell them you're having a great day. But don't wake up every day when you're feeling crappy and go, I'm feeling great. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. It's going to be awesome today. All right, well, if that's what you want to tell yourself, that's part of your self-talk. That's one thing. But to try and convey or convince people, hey, I'm having an awesome day when it's obvious, the look on your face or, you know, the way you're acting, there's, you're giving out subtle clues that uh, the exact opposite is true. People are, you know, people are, sometimes people are turned off by that, right? So why not just be honest? What's wrong with acknowledging, hey, I'm having a tough day or I'm having a tough be beginning to my day, but I'm expecting it to get better and I hope that it does, right? I mean, if you study communication at all, you'll know that the greatest percentage of communication is, guess what? Non-verbal, not verbal, right? Now, of course, the communication here in a podcast where you can't see me, I'm not on video, it's primarily verbal. But um, So that's my little mini rant on communication and about, you know what I think sells? Just be genuine. Hey, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. You know all my websites and you know all the ways to contact me. So... I'll just end this here the way I normally do. Have courage today to pick one thing and work on your dreams. Until next time, this is Art.